Welcome to the Girl Means Business Podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, a former teacher turned entrepreneur here to help you navigate the messiness of mom life and biz life. Each week, my guests and I will share our experiences, insights, and tips to help you move your business from survival mode to success mode. So grab your favorite drink and let's dive in because this girl means business. Hey there, and welcome to episode 192 of the Girl Means Business podcast. The other day, I was scrolling through Facebook, and one of those quote meme graphics popped up, and it said something along the lines of, my closet is filled with more clothes for staying in than for going out, which tells you a lot about my life right now. And I had to laugh out loud because that is exactly what my life is like. I have more clothes designed for staying in than I do for going out. Because I do a lot of staying in. I work from home. I spend a lot of time at home. We live out in the middle of nowhere. So for me to go somewhere, it's a 20 or 30 minute one way trek. And so I just spend a lot of time at home these days. And I'm not mad about it. I actually really enjoy it. For considering that I'm an Enneagram 7 and I typically don't do well staying in one place, I do love being home. I've created a home that I feel really good in. It's a space that I feel happy with and comfortable with, and it's where we live life. And it's a really special place and a special feeling to have a home where you do feel like you are happy and excited to be here. And so today, our guests and I are going to be talking about creating an environment that allows you to feel that way when you're at home, whether it is creating a space that is comfortable and cozy and family-oriented for your family, or in this case, creating a space where you can work, where you can be creative, where you can get things done and feel accomplished. For a long time, and I talk a little bit about this in the conversation I'm going to have in a few minutes with our guest, but for a long time, I spent working at our kitchen counter because our office space was technically a guest room, and I didn't feel like I could be creative in there. I didn't feel like I could get things done because I was living in this little, like, corner where we pushed our desk into this dark corner of the room and I was facing a wall and I was just miserable. And it wasn't until I decided to kind of reclaim that space and make it the office space that I really wanted that I started finding that it was way more conducive to getting things done. And like right now I'm sitting in this office space, staring out the front window of our house, looking out into our our yard and our neighborhood and watching it rain currently. And It makes me feel happy and it makes me feel like I can get things done and I'm not just in a corner of a space where I've just kind of made room for myself. So our guest today is Amy Pottinger. She is an interior designer and she helps women and families to carve out spaces that help them to feel exactly the way I just described feeling in my office space. So she is going to be giving us some really, really great tips for how to take a space in our home that maybe isn't the most ideal space that we would want. It's not the Pinterest-worthy office space we see plastered on all of these Pinterest boards, but it is still a space that you can create that's going to help you feel like you have a space that's yours. So I'm really excited for us to dive into this conversation. I think you're absolutely going to love Amy. She is a wealth of information and so sweet and so fun to talk to. So Let's get to my conversation today with Amy Pottinger. 
Hey there, Amy. Welcome. I'm so excited to chat with you today. I know you are an interior designer and we're going to be talking about creating a home office space that helps you to feel productive and to enjoy what you do even more. So welcome. Um, Tell us a little bit about you and what you do. Hi, thank you so much, Kendra, for having me here. I am so excited to be here and chat about this. Um, So I am a residential interior designer by trade for years and years, probably more than I need to say. Um, But I have recently come into the online space because I have been a mom entrepreneur for all of those years and years. I've worked out of my own home office. Um, I know the challenges that 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 you could face with that. Um, And I love just I love helping mom entrepreneurs take that space back for themselves in their home, whatever that looks like for them in their home office. So I've worked on large scale remodels. I've worked on lots of new build construction. Um, so I kind of have done it all in the in the home space, but really the heart of what I do is all about making your home a reflection of you and a home kind of as your secret weapon, as your catalyst to getting the life that you want. Awesome. Well, I, so it's interesting because I've never been what I would consider like good at interior design, I like, I typically would, like, we built our house back in 2012, 2012, 2013. And it was, you know, this idea of like, okay, I have this blank space. I can make it what I mm-hmm. want. And then I find that I have like, I don't even know what you would call it, like a fear of decorating. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> if that's a fear reaction, of committing, fear of committing. <laughs> that's exactly. Like, it took me a good five years to like put anything on the walls because I was like, well, uh-huh. what if I put it there and then I don't know that I like it? Or like, I had this whole blank wall that was like, I'm going to do a whole gallery wall. And then I was yep. like terrified to put anything on the walls. And same thing, I don't know what it is. Same thing with like even like decorating, you know, tabletop spaces or entry tables and things like that. I'm a little bit more flexible on those. But a lot of times I'm just like, oh, mm-hmm. we'll just kind of like put something there and we'll just leave it. Um, but I've mm-hmm. recently like our master bedroom is kind of the last place in my house that I would decorate because the, the which is so typical for moms is especially it? but yeah okay, let good. me just say that I like that I'm not in the minority <laughs> but I have two nope. daughters and so their rooms I was like oh let's make their rooms this super cute places and well the playroom mm-hmm. we did a whole like accent wall in the playroom during COVID and my office like all yeah. the so the other day we bought new bedside lamps and new curtains for the bedroom and it was like mm-hmm. why have I waited so long to do this it's such a huge like little things like that make a big difference in that space. And I was like, mm-hmm. why do I, why am I so afraid of this? So that is normal though. People like have that fear of, of course. Okay. And it's also really normal to go to sell your house and then do all that stuff. And oh, then you yeah. like live in it. And you're like, why, why didn't I do this like five years ago when I was living here? So right off the bat, two tips for you, if you're non-committal with your walls. Okay. Um, so picture ledges are amazing okay. for that. So like the little skinny ledges you can get and uh-huh. put in that way you can switch out whatever you want. Or if you're like me, like I change things around probably a lot more than normal people do. <laughs> so they're great for that. You can put up whatever picture if you're like, Oh, I don't know. Arrange the ledges, how you like them. You can do multiple ones and it's a really easy way to create a gallery wall without committing. Okay. So, and the other thing you could do is command strips. Yeah. Like get the really strong ones, even until like, even if you're just not sure, 
you can start with that and then and then put the nail in the wall later, especially okay. in a new home. I know sometimes people are like, oh, but the drywall is so pretty. <laughs> so and the command strips are designed usually to like not take off your finish. Now I don't sell them. I don't I have no warranties whatsoever, but that you typically will work for something like that. So too, because it is so worth it. Like once you have because like people will do that, like it's it's um especially moms, they will do every room in the house. They'll do their kids room. They'll create an office for their husband or their partner. They'll like everything except for those like last little things that maybe affect you that you love. Like it's just, it's so, so, so common. So, and those little bits of styling are like they're, you can have, I should show you like a before and after of a room, like with just furniture and you know, cause you've lived it, mm-hmm. you know, the, as opposed to when you put up, even if it's just, you know, family photos of your kids, something that makes you happy. Um, and if you feel like you don't, the only way to really do it wrong in quotes wrong, I don't like that word, but the only is to either not do it or to try to be someone that you're not and try to like, you know, cause people will try to like copy you know, pottery barn or whatever. Mm. And then they'll still put it up and be like, well, that still feels like, like it's sterile. Like it doesn't, you know, it doesn't feel like you. So, um, yeah, don't be afraid. Just experiment. It's very much a scientific experiment. If you want to treat it that way, you know, things can move and change. Your home is not static and at at all. So I love that. I think it's true. I think sometimes we just need permission. Like I think, Mm -hmm. you know, we need someone else to come in and be like, no, no, it's really okay to do this or to do Mm -hmm. it the way you want to do it. Um, which I'll kind of tell a little bit of the story about my office space. I know we want to talk about that today Mm -hmm. as far as like workspaces. So we, when we built our house, um, I was doing photography like part-time. I didn't really have any intention of it being like a full-time thing at at the moment. And so we have, um, technically five rooms in our house. We have Mm -hmm. two bedrooms for the kids, then we had a guest room and then we had like a playroom and then our bedroom. And when I started working from home in 2017, I was like, well, I'll turn the guest room into like my home office. It has a big window that faces the front of the house. I love the natural light. I love being able to see out to the front of the house. And then sometimes I would sit, well, okay, let me back up. So I made this my office space. We put like a little desk in the corner Um, the bed took up most of the room. It just kind of felt like I was fitting myself into this other space and Mm -hmm. still in my head, I was like, it's a guest room. So we have to make it look nice for like the two guests we would have come to our house a year, you know, like everybody we know lives within half an hour of us. Like who's staying at our house that often, Uh but I wanted the, for the, you know, two times a year, someone would say, I wanted to be this really great person that might come visit is more important than you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Which is, I was doing like the, um, you know, Monica (laughs) from friends where I was like, I wanted to have this perfect experience. Um, and so, yeah, I was putting myself into this little corner and I found that I was spending more time working at the kitchen table than I was Mm -hmm. in my actual office. And that like the only times I would come in here was if I was recording And I would be like Mm -hmm. in this little corner recording or sometimes if I was like editing photos and I just needed to like close the door and have my husband watch the kids and I would come in here and work. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why if I have this office space that I'm, I'm spending, you know, I should be spending 90% of my time in here during the day. And yet Mm -hmm. like, I'm not what what's happening. So I finally in the last two years kind of reclaimed this room. We switched out the bed for like a Murphy bed. So it folds up. So when nobody's here, it's out of the way, which is most of the time. 
Um, you know, mm-hmm. you can see in the video here, I've painted the walls. I did a whole like mm-hmm. green with like a gold design on it. I've got my yeah. shelves that I love. Um, and I moved my desk from being in the corner to like facing this window so that now I sit here and I can like actually look outside, not physically turn my body. And it's made mm-hmm. the biggest difference. Like I actually mm-hmm. enjoy coming in here now and working, whereas I didn't used to do that. So when I mm-hmm. came across your information, I was like, oh man, this has been such a huge thing in my, you know, work yeah. life, work from home life. So I want to share the, that and value with everybody else. So I want to get your input. Mm-hmm. I, that's enough about me talking about me. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. But <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all that's so important and relevant and such a great example leading into this conversation, because I think one thing that the pandemic has done for all of us is that it's really brought to the forefront how much our environments matter, Yeah, um, especially our home environments, because for so long, that's where we were. And for so many like of my clients or different people, like you just start looking at things with fresh eyes when you can't leave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because like, because people start looking around like, well, okay. So I feel like that whole thing has kind of opened everyone's eyes to realize, oh, this, this does affect me, you know, where I'm at. And so, and for moms, you bring up such a good point with that because we will design around people that maybe will come to our house more so than we'll design for our, like our own selves and our business that we know we would be in this room. Like we would use it all, you know, all the days. And, um, and it was just a few little tweaks that you mentioned. It wasn't like you weren't ripping down walls. You weren't going crazy. Like you put color and pattern on the wall that you love to look at. Um, a guest will enjoy that just as much as you. And you figured out a way to create a furniture arrangement that mostly serves you, but can be multifunctional. I love Murphy beds for that reason. I love, I have um, in my guest room, it's a, just an Ikea, like fold out. It turns into a King. It's a day bed that looks like a couch. Like, so like little things like that, where it's like, yeah, I still need a bed. Well, do you need a big giant mattress in there all the time? Probably not. So like, how can you be creatively looking at these spaces? And it depends also on what your business is. So like as a photographer, your computer space is really important like how you are editing photos and the environment you're in to edit photos. Like for me doing design, I have a very, like my home office, like you can see a little bit of it. 
is like a creamy white because I deal with so much color and I need a little bit of a blank canvas so I can like rest my eyes and my brain, (laughs) but that's different for everyone. So if you're, you know, if you're an artist and you're creating, like maybe you need to be surrounded by really rich, saturated color and that's what inspires you. So what you did everything right. So like you're looking at like one question too, like if I was talking to you on a consultation and you were saying, you know, I always work in my dining room and not in my office. Why do I do that? I would start looking at even your dining room space. Like what's there that, that is calling to you. Like Hmm. for me, when I would do that, like the thing I liked in my dining room is there were tons of windows and natural light. I liked how it was lit. So if you have to work in a home office, that's a different space than that. How can you either bring in more lighting with maybe some lamps in the corners, light up the corners of your room? Um, so I often start with like the feeling, you know, like what do you, how do you want to feel when you're working? What do you want to, what do you want to look at? Um, maybe you want to feel like for me, like I need a blank canvas. Um, maybe you want to feel creative, productive. So if you want to feel productive and you're in a room that's stacked floor to ceiling with like, plastic boxes full of your kids baby clothes that's not so productive of a <laughs> of a feeling it, you look at that and you think i have something to do yeah that's not my work like so your visuals matter like even if you start you know people get very easily overwhelmed when you start talking about all this they think like oh well my whole house has to be perfect or no you start with one area and you keep going like it's very much a gradual it's okay to take it slow as moms we have enough to do i get that so like take it slow Take your desktop, take your workspace, do your workspace, Mm -hmm. you know, start with that. Then that builds, you know, maybe you do the drawer in your office that you get into all the time. But I love starting with like line of sight and what you're looking at because it's so, it's such a quick win. Um, Decluttering and line of sight are both really quick wins in your home office. Like if you're, if you do have to look at a wall, why not put a piece of art up that makes you feel great, like confident or calm, or it's your favorite, you know, beach location, whatever you want, just something that speaks to you. Cause there's, you really can work around any, any situation. It just takes a little bit of creativity and thought. And one of the things I mentioned that I do, um, you know, full scale, larger projects, sure. Which is what most designers love to gravitate towards, but I also do design consultations and I love those because that's, this is what we talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, it is all those little things that, you might have laying around your home, you know, that maybe isn't something's in a different room. So like, don't look at it with the closed eyes of like Instagram perfection. Like I really like want to throw that out the window. Like, yes, you can have a beautiful room. You should have a beautiful room and a functional room, but it doesn't have to look like everyone else's version of that. I love what you said about like, okay, why was I wanting to work at the kitchen table? Like I hadn't really... Mm -hmm thought about it. There were pros and cons. I think mm-hmm. two of the things like you, the one you mentioned was the windows. My, so my living or my dining room tables in the opposite end of where I am now. And so mm-hmm. it overlooked the backyard and we live on a couple acres. We have these huge picture windows that look out to like our backyard and the pool. And it was just very calming. And so it was mm-hmm. kind of similar to where I am in my office now, but just an opposite view. And I really yeah. liked that. I also liked that I had like a view of our house. You know, we have a very open floor plan. So if I'm sitting at the dining mm-hmm. room slash kitchen counter, I can see the whole like living room, kitchen, dining, that whole area. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, though, it also meant that I could see all the dishes in the sink and I could see yeah. the laundry basket on the couch that hadn't been put away and the Amazon mm-hmm. packages by the door that needed to be opened and put it done with. Like I was able yes. to see. And so I would find myself getting 
distracted by all mm-hmm. those little things. And then it would be like two in the afternoon. I'd be like, well, why have I not been productive today? Well, because I've been distracted right. by all these other things. So when mm-hmm. I created my office space, I was like, I want to have a big enough desk that I have room to like mm-hmm. kind of spread my things out. I like to have like my computer and a notebook. And if I'm recording, I have my microphone or I've got my camera out or all this, you know, ring lights, all these kinds of things. And I don't want it to feel cluttered, but I still mm-hmm. want it to feel like productive and usable. You know, I don't want it to mm-hmm. be like the Instagram where that, you know, I see people all the yeah. time posting these photos of their office space and I'm like, do you ever even work in there? Because it doesn't look like right. it's a productive space. Right. Or my, so, yeah. my joke is always what's in the opposite corner. Yes. Like I love when people, like a lot of designers have been doing this. I love it. Like they'll show like the opposite, you know, what it takes to get this photo yes. or whatever, you know, <laughs> like that's just, you know, you can have a clean uncluttered space, but yeah, those are all, all great questions. And that is why I say too, like, the importance of having a dedicated office space for your business is right. You just said it. It's like that distraction factor, because as a mom, every moment we have is like, is so valuable. Everyone's time is valuable, but like, I just know how I budget my time. Like we just started this year. My son's doing like part-time homeschool. So like my time blocks just got even more crunched. So it is like, okay, this moment to this moment, I need to do this. I don't need to be cleaning off something. Like I don't need to be trying to find my client file or whatever. Like you need to come to your office ready. And there's, um, So by starting with your office, though, like you mentioned, you know, walking past the laundry and walking past the dirty dishes, like once you have, I feel like for me, this has been true, having a set office space, it, it spills out into the rest of your home Mm -hmm. where you're starting to create habits. Like one of mine that I am not perfect at, but I like to do is at the end of the day, kind of clean up and reset like for the next day. So that's just my desk space. It's not a lot. It's like 15 minutes or less usually, but like maybe you start doing it here, but then maybe you start doing that in the evening as well and getting your kids involved. Like, Hey kids, go pick up all the socks and shoes. That's always my thing at my house. You know, go pick up all the socks and shoes or you have little baskets on your stairs to take stuff upstairs. So it's, it doesn't have to be this big, like, well, I'm never going to you know, I'm never going to have a home that doesn't have socks on the floor. So why bother? Because <laughs> I hear that too. Yeah. It's like, no, once you have, once you have a space that's like done, like your office space and it does get cluttered, it makes it so much easier to clean it up because you'll have a system to work for where to put things. Yeah. Like it's when you just declutter with no like rhyme or reason, like I'm getting rid of everything and then it looks beautiful. And then in a week it looks the same. It's, it's having those, like, this is my office. This is where I keep these things. This is where my recording stuff goes. You know, no one, everyone knows, like, you don't mess with mom's stuff in her office, which is a great boundary to set because a lot of times that bleeds into like little kids bring in their, you know, and if you want them in your office, that's awesome. Get them a little table that they can sit and have office time. Like if they're old enough to do that and that doesn't distract you, but make it intentional, make it so they know like, this is, this is mom's stuff. This is my stuff. Like this is, these are my markers. These are mom's markers. (laughs) Like that. And yes, of course you'll have to enforce that boundary, but it's so good for them to see you taking ownership of your space. It's like, taking ownership of your home office space is your first step to claiming space elsewhere in the world, because we as women don't like to do that either. So I like using this as like our starting point. I'm starting with claiming my office and then building out from there. That's such a good point because 
I would find that I would get really frustrated. You know, I've got my two girls, they're 10 and six, and they mm-hmm. both love like crafts and arts and craft stuff. And so the office space was also kind of our storage area for, you know, we have a little closet in here and we have like those little plastic drawers and that's where we had a lot of our mm-hmm. art supplies. So we would have, mm-hmm. you know, like gift bags and, um, I don't know, stamps and pens and markers and paints and papers and all the things. And I would get mm-hmm. frustrated because they would come in here, yes. go into the closet, drag things out. Well, that's where all of my work stuff is stored too. And so I would mm-hmm. get irritated that like the door was open and things were spread. And I'm like, this is my space, but I still had their stuff in my space. So mm-hmm. once I realized that and I was like, oh, maybe I should move all that out to somewhere else. So that Mm -hmm. they're not having to go into my office space to get to their things. That made a huge difference. And two, Mm -hmm. like, I mean, my, they're both school age now, but when my youngest one was home, I did, she loved to be in here with me. So I would bring in Mm -hmm. like a little table and chair and she would sit and she would have her own little playtime and work time, you know? Um, And so I think that's really smart to know too, is that like, if you have little ones that are still home with you, like it doesn't have to be there in a separate room, you close the door and this is your space only. You can create Mm -hmm. a space that's for both of you and that works for both of you. So, yeah, and that's all about zoning. Like yeah. that's what I like to call it is like you're just creating zones and spaces nice. for okay. whoever. And this can also work if you have to share an office with a partner. Like if you have two of you sharing, which is another common yeah. thing, at least it was more so, but as more people work from home, it's becoming more of a thing. It's the same concept. Like this is, you know, whether it's your half of the room, your corner, um, <clears throat> zoning it out and being intentional upfront. Here's what this is for. And it just, the whole family can get on board with that. That's smart. That's really smart. So I want to go through a couple scenarios and kind of see what your tips would be for each of these scenarios. So one is I know there are several women that I've talked to or that I've heard from or that I've seen on social media who will say like their office space, the only place they really have or the place they've chosen because they have little kids at home is they'll create an office corner, like in the kid's playroom so that they can Mm -hmm. be in the same room as the kids. The kids have things to do, but then they find Mm -hmm. that like, it becomes this kind of, you know, catch all room of things. Kind of like I was saying where the kids are coming in, getting stuff and messing with my stuff. And so what tips do you have for someone who's maybe like trying to combine a kid's Mm -hmm. area and their work area? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, photographers, are you ready to make 2024 your best year yet? Growing a business is tough. You're following all the successful photographers and experts, soaking up their best advice and downloading all their free guides, trying to replicate their success only to come up lacking, blaming yourself when their methods don't work for you. But the truth is, it isn't you. Free content and one-size-fits-all courses can only get you so far. What you need is personalized help and guidance, but that can get expensive. Well, not anymore. I've created the perfect solution to get you personalized results for less than $2 a day. Introducing the Focus Photographer Lab, a one-of-a-kind coaching membership that gets you one-on-one results for a fraction of the cost of traditional coaching. Inside the lab, you'll find the three C's to success, classes, coaching, and community. With classes, you gain access to a treasure trove of pre-recorded trainings and invaluable resources. With coaching, you get monthly live trainings and Q&A sessions, along with my favorite part, the weekly one-on-one office hours, where we get to address your unique questions and challenges. 
And then there's the community where you get to connect with an amazing group of talented female photographers who share your passion, supporting each other and inspiring each other to greatness. The best part is it doesn't come with an expensive one-on-one coaching price tag. You get all of that for just $47 a month. You can even try it for free for 14 days to make sure it's a good fit for you. And there is no contract and no obligation you can cancel at any time. So what are you waiting for? Head down to the show notes and click the link to learn more and get signed up today. And let's make 2024 our best year yet. Yes, you can absolutely do it. You just need to be, you need to be a really good editor. And depending on the size of your space, like this is where I would suggest having maybe one or two like larger storage areas for your kids things and rotating toys. You want to make it as easy as possible for cleanup to happen and play to happen. So like if they have favorite things right now, like I used to have um, one of those, the bins with the, you know, the fabric bins and we would we put pictures on them so the kids could see like, oh, this is the Duplo Legos or whatever. And they don't have to read yet. They can see the picture of the doll or whatever. And they, so it makes it a very easy, um, you're empowering them to take ownership of their space too. So pick, pick a zone for them, pick their favorite toys, make it really easy to clean up. And will it get all dumped out? Yes, it will. So keep that in mind. So if you have like if they have like little Legos or if they have toys with 8,000 parts, those go up high. Those are very strategically taken out for times to play with them. Like you, you know, spread them out all on the table. You, um, you want to be a little bit more discerning of what you let them get, especially if they're littler kids. I mean, which you would be anyway. Right. But like, maybe you don't keep the Sharpies at the arm reach of the two-year-old, you know, you know, this as moms, but like, it's, it's that concept though, with all the toys. So like if your office space is in there, um, you want to keep it. I, I would, I would design with cleanup in mind, honestly, because you know, the kids are going to be in there and you want to make it easy for them. And I love, you know, of course you're going to have to remind them. I have a teenager and an almost teen. So like they still have to be reminded to take care of their stuff, but they see you doing it. And it really is true that they want to take care of and take ownership of their space. Um, funny story in the pandemic, my son, um, started watching the home edit with me and this was just proven like he started watching it with me because I was of course like I was home that's what I do so I was you know <laughs> purging and organizing and all the things he started doing it I said nothing to him he was watching this show so like your kids you know and they watch you and watch what you do so you're teaching them good habits don't feel bad about rotating toys because if you do it seasonally they will feel like they got hope especially littles they'll feel like they got a whole bunch of new stuff it'll be super fun they'll be more engaged with their toys so then if you're and they're working it'll be like oh cool i have this new thing and keep all the messy complicated stuff for a very specific strategic time when you can be with them and then i'd say the same so this is zoning so like zone the space depending on how much room you have um, closed storage would probably be really good for your office things, for mom's office stuff, um, and things that they can't easily reach, child locks, stuff like that, just to make it easier. So, you know, they're not going to get in your drawer and dump out all the staples or whatever, you know, (laughs) just, just little, like go through your room, like, like we do with, with baby proofing anything and just kind of think like, okay, if this got dumped out, how bad of a thing would that be? And, and it's, you are designing it a little differently in that case for multifunction, but it can absolutely be done. I mean, there's no, don't give up. Like, just keep, keep trying again, view your home. I like to view it as an experiment. Home is not a static thing. Home is always changing. The room that I'm in right now used to be my kid's playroom. 
um, I did that. Like, and I used to have an office upstairs in our guest room. And then once they got older, I went into the bigger room and I just felt like at the time they wanted the bigger room on the main floor. It worked best for our family. I was up in the guest room and that changed. So be okay with that flexible change in flow. Like when I work with people on new builds, they often will look through the eyes of whatever age kid they have. So if you have a baby, you'll start looking at your home, designing your brand new home for a baby that's living there, not realizing that baby grows into an 18 year old. So how can we design all, all the steps be flexible? Um, so keeping all those things in mind, but it can totally, it can totally be done. It just takes some intentional thought beforehand. Yeah. I like that idea or the point that like and I say this in business a lot, there's a season for everything. Like the season you're yes. in isn't the season you're going to always be in. So same thing mm-hmm. goes with, you know, your home design. Because I mean, yeah, like I, when my youngest one was, or was home with me more often, I did work from like the couch a lot of times while she was watching mm-hmm. cartoons and, or, mm-hmm. you know, I'd work from the playroom. But now that they're both in school, it's a different season. And I could have this yes. space that's just mine. So that's super yes. important to keep in mind going and forward. Le- let me just interject to that too. Like there's nothing wrong with moving around your home when you work. What I want, um, what I want my clients, what I want women to have is to have a home base. So have somewhere when they're done working that the things go. Like even if, even if that is you, you work best, maybe on your couch. Well, okay. What does your living room look like? Do you have like a corner that's yours? Do you have good lines of sight in there? Like just consider wherever that space is that you work. Maybe you start with your living room instead, if you have a baby. And so like, again, it's that flexibility looking at your stage of life. Where am I at? And still giving yourself some kind of home base, even if it's a desk that you just use for storage or something that feels like yours place to plug in your laptop that is out of the way. So it's, it's okay to be flexible. It's, it's the best to be flexible because that's the life we live. Yeah, no, I think that's so true. Okay. So moving from kids to other people in the house, listen, you kind of mm-hmm. touched on it earlier, but what do you, what tips do you have for those who have maybe a spouse that works from home as well? Or mm-hmm. even in the case of like older teenage kids who are maybe homeschooling or, um, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they work from home. They're still living at home, working from home. But if you have someone who's older, who also needs to be doing a job during the day or has things to do, how can you create a space mm-hmm. either that you're both working in, or how can you create kind of carve out your own spaces? Yeah. So f- as far as actual spatial definition, it's definitely zoning. So taking a look at what you're doing for your work and what you need to do your job well, and your partner, same thing. What do they do for work and what do they need to do their job well. If you're both in marketing and you're both taking Zoom calls all the time, that's going to require a schedule. And that's going to require you guys, if you need to use the same room at the same time, um, that's going to possibly require some noise canceling headphones If because like noise is a big thing. So if you're both um, in the same room and you both have to do calls, that definitely is just getting on the same page with scheduling. And maybe one of you has a background, like you can do these easy DIY, you know, stuff, Google, Google like Zoom backgrounds. And then you can have something that actually hides the space behind you. And then um, if you have like these like noise canceling headphones, like I love them, you can crank up your focus music, which is what I do. And, and you're, you'll be good to go. Or maybe on the days that your partner has like five zoom calls in a row, maybe you schedule different kind of work and you either work in your office or you go somewhere else. So that's definitely probably the biggest and hardest challenge is, is noise. Um, at least with, when you have two people in the same room, um, as far as like, I would suggest, I'm going to say for like homeschooling type things, 
um, I have it set up to where like my son's homeschooling area and we are kind of, we're kind of nomads with this too. Cause we like to move around, but um, like I have a separate area for him set up that is his, his homeschool area. But honestly, I use it mostly for storage for all his books and for like the whiteboard. And then we kind of travel around the house. So, but like the, the first thing you need to look at at any multifunctional space, who is using it? What do you need to accomplish? What do you need to store? Like, what do you need to keep in that space? And once you have those lists, like that's definitely where I would start. Once you have those lists, you can actually start evaluating your current space and then saying like, okay, well, we need, you know, if you're doing photography, you need like room for a widescreen computer. And so you need a good sized desk. But if someone's doing calls, like when my husband's on calls, he walks around the house all the time. So, you know, <laughs> it might not be an issue. So it is very, um, it is very easy to customize it to what you what your um, job is and what your purpose is, but you have to write it down first. And a lot of times people skip right into like, well, what color do I want to put on the wall? Well, what, you know, what this, what that, oh, I want this desk. It's like, well, wait, does that, does that desk even like me to function for you? Like maybe you don't need this giant corner desk. Maybe you just need this little thing that folds down and you can hide it. So really starting with what you need and your answers will come to you through that. Cause it might not be what you think you need when you're scrolling Instagram. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. That's kind of the last thing I want to touch on is like the, what we Mm -hmm. need versus what we see is, Mm -hmm. you know, I think a lot of us, we do think like, Oh, I have to have this like photo worthy desk because I want to be able to like share pictures or whatever. And I'm like, but Mm -hmm. is that functional? Because, or functional, Mm -hmm. if that's even a word, Um, (laughs) (laughs) because I'm like, it, it can look really great in one photo that you put on Instagram but if it's not serving you every day, all day long, like for me, mm-hmm. I do a ton of these like, you know, recorded calls where I'm doing podcast interviews or um, recording mm-hmm. videos for training calls, things like that. And I wanted to have a really nice background that fit kind of my mm-hmm. brand. Whereas for some mm-hmm. people, that's not the concern they have. So I think that's right. really like kind of touch on that idea of functionality versus, I guess, visual appeal. Mm-hmm. And my perfect world, you're going you're to have both. So like one of the things I love to do is things like shelving, like putting a shelf behind you because you can put things on that shelf that are not like they're pretty, but maybe the bottom half, like this one, the bottom half is all closed. And that's where I keep all the, you know, my client bins and different things, you know, things yeah. like that. So um, I love, I love shelving. I love storage because it can act as a background. It can be as simple as a really pretty painted wall, like a pretty blue wall that maybe you turn your camera when you're, maybe when you're working, like you work a certain direction, but on your calls, you face a totally different direction. Um, it's, it's really the multifunction of it is really what's come out of the home office space, I feel like, because we're having to use our homes and having to use our offices for so many different things. So I would start with what you do the most, you know, if you're, so if it's um, needing a background for something for calls, well, put a color that looks really good on you, like, put, <laughs> you know, maybe your background and it, it can be as simple as you don't want to paint your wall, create a, a background with wheels that you can store somewhere else. Um, but I really do love, sh- love shelving and things like that. Like this is just, you know, I'm talking about Ikea way too much, but like, this is a, a Billy shelf, you know, it's, 
it's affordable if it's in stock, you know. Um, we all love like Ikea. Can, Ikea is the best. You know, <laughs> like, I, I, would you love a, you know, custom built-in in your office? Absolutely. If you can do that, do it. It's the best. But if you can't, you know, maybe, uh, like, mine's all white. Maybe you could put a wallpaper behind it or paint it or um, little things I love that you're considering your brand, even in your home office. Like, even if no one else sees it, you want it to feel like your brand because that's what empowers you to go out in the world and share your gifts with the world yeah. because we're all unique. We've all been given those things. So why do we need to work in, you know, a boring box that doesn't reflect who we are and what we want to do? You know, maybe I've, you know, some people love vision boards up. Some people love inspiring quotes or pictures of their goals. Like maybe it's a beach house or whatever, you know, surround yourself with those things because or pictures of your kids. That's why you're doing what you're doing. Like consider your why in the design of your home office as well. So, so yeah, my perfect world is definitely a mix of function and beauty because start with function. You can add the beauty to the mm -hmm. function. I always like to start with the function because then you get in there what you need. So if you know, you need a whole wall of shelving for something, you're a lawyer or whatever, you need all, you have all the books, start with that. And then we can make that shelving the most beautiful shelving ever or the, in your favorite color or whatever, but start with the function. The beauty can always be added. I love that. I wrote that down. Start with the function and then the beauty can be added. That's such a good point. Mm -hmm. So I love this. This has all been so helpful. Hopefully everyone that's listening to this has been able to get inspired on ways that they can maybe create a carve out a little space and create a space that's their own in their home that helps them to feel more productive. Um, so tell people where they can find you if they want to learn more about what you do. I know you have a course, you have a free offer you want to share with everybody. So share all that with us now. Yeah, absolutely. You can find me at refreshdesign.net. That has the home for all the things, but you can, Instagram's my favorite. So it's refresh. Um, I'm sure you can link it in the show notes or whatever, but it's refresh underscore design. Um, so that is where I like to share all my tips and tricks. You can get on my email list. Um, I have exclusive things that I only share on my email list. Um, but I also, the freebie I want to make available for all of y'all is the um, home office design guide. That is a great place to start if you're just looking at your room right now and you're like, okay, this was great, but where do I start? Um, this will kind of lead you through a little bit of my process in creating a multifunctional home office space. Um, I am coming out with, I have a home office course right now that you can get right now. And I'm also coming out with a whole series called the Empowered Home. And I'm really excited about this because what this is doing is taking strategic rooms in your home and combining design with personal development. So it's it's creating does interior design as a support for your dreams and your goals. How can you create your home into a place that motivates you and inspires you to go out and live and be that person that you want to be? So that course is coming soon. There's a wait list for that. Awesome. So oh yeah, my gosh. Come, come send me a DM on yeah. Instagram. I like I love chatting. So that's the, <laughs> yes. If you listen to this and you loved it, go let her know. Go say hi. Um, this is awesome. I have like a whole sheet full of notes that I cannot wait to go back through and, and go back through all the quotes and things we talked about. I will link to everything in the show notes. So make sure you go below and grab those. And Amy, thank you so much for being here today. We really appreciate you being part of the show and sharing your expertise with us. No, thanks so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. And as always, you can find any links or resources mentioned in today's show down in the show notes. And if we're not friends outside of the podcast yet, then what are you waiting for? Come find me on Instagram at Girl Means Business. Send me a DM letting me know what you thought of today's episode or any of the past episodes you've listened to. 
You can also take a screenshot of today's episode and post it to your stories, tagging at Girl Means Business, and I'll give you a shout out on my page. I love connecting with you and hearing all about your business and can't wait to get to know you more. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will meet you back here next week, same time, same place.